T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. If Takata airbags or any other product were killing over 200 people a week, they'd be pulled off the market so fast your head would spin. And then the lawsuits would start. Yet according to the CDC's own VAERS system, that's Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, almost 300 people a week are now dying after taking the COVID vaccine. If this were any other vaccine, they'd already be pulled off the market. This is completely unprecedented. Usually, the FDA will withdraw a new drug after 50 reported deaths. The swine flu vaccine was pulled by the federal government after just 25 deaths were reported to VAERS. We've had 4,200 reported so far, and it seems to have only increased the zeal with which regulators intend to spread the application of this vaccine. Now they want to stick it into the arms of younger and younger children. We really don't know how it will affect them. And most parents don't realize that so far, two 15-year-olds and a 16-year-old have been reported to VAERS as having died after taking the vaccine. Yet with these deaths and the unprecedented rate of serious injury from this vaccine, Facebook and other social media have only been more determined to clamp down any discussion of it, particularly by those most qualified to give it. So today, we're going to hear from Texas pediatrician Dr. Angelina Farella. She's also the medical director of America's Frontline Doctors. They're currently suing the federal government to stop the approval of this vaccine for kids because they say it violates the law. I wanted you to hear from her because the media and social media won't let you. They don't even want you to know there's another side to this debate. Please share this interview with anyone with kids who's thinking about vaccinating them. Here's my interview. America's Frontline Doctors, a uh, group of medical doctors and medical medical professionals, have just filed a motion for a temporary restraining order in federal court against Secretary Javier Becerra in the Department of Health and Human Services. They're citing scientific data that raises concerns over medical risk to children and the lack of necessity of COVID vaccines. They want to stop the vaccination recommendation, if I understand it correctly, of children. Joining us is Texas doctor, Dr. Angelina Farella. She is America's Frontline Doctors Pediatric Medical Director. Welcome, doctor, to the show this morning. 
Good morning. Thanks for having me. What do parents need to know about this? You've, you've said we've never seen this level of side effects for any vaccine without the FDA taking actions, yet they want to move forward with recommending that it be, be given to children. What, what do parents need to know? A couple of things. The first thing is, is that this vaccine is brand new technology. This is not something that we have ever seen before in vaccines. And let me make this very clear. I have vaccinated thousands of children in my career. I've been a pediatrician for over 25 years. So this is something that I've been watching very closely since the beginning. Um, One of the biggest concerns that we have is the fact that there is no long-term safety data. In pediatric vaccines, generally that data comes in after three to five years of the vaccine being studied, not available to the public, being studied. And we don't have that. And it's being pushed very quickly down to age 12 now in some areas of the country. And that's that's extremely dangerous. You point out that the rotavirus vaccine was pulled for 15 cases of non-lethal side effects and the swine flu vaccine was pulled for 25 deaths. How did how do those stack up to this? That's absolutely true. I mean, the rotavirus back in 1999, when it was pulled, was for something called intussusception. Intussusception is when the GI um, tract, generally part of the bowel, will telescope on top of itself. Most of the time it reduces on its own, but we can uh, do a medical procedure and it, it, it will stop the telescoping and release it. So 15 cases occurred and immediately that was a notification went to the pharmaceutical company that was producing the rotavirus vaccine at that time. And immediately um, there was a, an alert to, to take it off the shelf. And I've been in practice long enough that I distinctly remember that. And what it happened um, then was they were just, they, it took them over five years to bring that product back to market because they had to go back and do the epidemiology of why that happened. They had to figure out, was there an actual cause effect? It turned out that the rotavirus vaccine did not actually cause that. There was another issue going on in that particular nursery um, that the medication that they used um, for an infectious disease that had spread through that nursery um, actually causes the intersusception that we know. And so, you know, with, with that, that's very, that's an, that threw up red flags immediately when I started to see that the VAERS data was showing deaths in the adult population. From the, the COVID thing, vaccine. Yes, yeah. ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And so nowadays, um, in the last month or so, there has been major, major increases in the VAERS data showing deaths. Um, we are now starting to see, because we are vaccinating kids 16 and over, we are seeing data now where there's actually deaths being reported of teenagers. And this is very, very concerning because yeah. these kids are healthy. And, and you say, you know, by now, this I'm just reading your quote here, um, you know, by now the CDC's own data, we're seeing a 12,000% increase in deaths with these vaccines. They're still talking about giving this to our kids. Last time I talked, I, I looked at the VAERS system, doctor, there were two 15-year-olds who had died after this vaccine and one 16-year-old. Is, have there been additional uh, deaths? There's more there. And of course, um, now they just came out with a study uh, or a report rather, not a study, a report about, quote unquote, mild heart inflammation, unquote. 
Mild, there is no such thing as mild heart inflammation. Heart inflammation is not normal in teenagers. It is not safe to, to even fathom this. And it's directly a result from these kids being vaccinated. That's called myocarditis. That is a very life-threatening condition. That's really concerning because I got to tell you, when you look at all the media reports around here, none of this is ever mentioned. It's usually one doctor quoted and they're like, get it, get it, get it, get your teens vaccinated, go do it right away. But nobody talks about this. Why isn't anyone talking about this? That's exactly what I've been asking. I've been asking that since day one, square one. We, We have this block against us. I mean, why is caution such an anti um, story? We we are like, we're not saying we're anti-vax because we're not. Like I have given many, many vaccines out in my office. I've been a doctor for 25 years. My job as a pediatrician is to protect kids. I've always been an advocate for kids. I've vaccinated thousands of kids in my career. This vaccine scares me because there isn't there isn't um, a stop valve. You know, there's there's something wrong where there is problems with this vaccine and there is no responsibility on big farmers part, on the government's part to say, hey, let's pause this and see if this is true. Let's pause right here and take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. I mean, think about it. Never before in history have we seen such a push to vaccinate a population. I've never seen any kind of um, media coverage like for the flu vaccine, for instance. It is every time you turn around, there's a picture of, you know, go get your COVID vaccine. It's on every radio station. It's on the television. It's on crazy commercials. I mean, you see it everywhere. Billboards everywhere. It's everywhere. It just doesn't make any sense. You know, if you're thinking about children, they have a 99.997% survivability. That's essentially 100% survivability from the COVID vaccine. Generally speaking, they have mild symptoms, you know, cold-like illness, maybe a little fever, nothing very extreme. The one big difference between kids and adults that we have seen, even from the China studies, is that children have this natural, awesome immunity, and they're a buffer in our population for this particular illness. These kiddos are not getting the disease, nor are they spreading it. And this is a big issue, especially what we've seen this past year with schools. These kiddos are suffering on more than one level. Um, The COVID vaccine is 
really not a great benefit to them. If they're if they're basically going to survive it nearly 100% of the time, what is the benefit of giving them that this vaccine? On the flip side, what's the risk? You know, we're seeing case after case of serious injury. And we're going to see more and more. In the adult population, there's more than 4,000 deaths. You know, with the swine flu, it only allowed 25 and it was pulled. The vaccine, you mean? Yeah. The the swine swine flu vaccine was pulled after 25 deaths. And right now, currently, after five months of this vaccine being widely available, we have 4,000 and it's still being pushed like it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Because you're telling me (laughs) we pulled the swine flu vaccine after 25 deaths recorded just as these have been in the VAERS system. This time we've got over 4,200 deaths today in VAERS um, and we have not pulled it and we're pushing to give it to kids. And we don't even know what it does to kids. Correct. Absolutely. And we're seeing these um, cardiovascular events in in kids. We had a child... um, well, he's not really a child, 21-year-old, when it first came out and they were really pushing it for healthy individuals, 21-year-old senior at University of Cincinnati died of a heart attack within hours of getting his vaccine. That is not normal. Wow. It's not normal. And it, it's heartbreaking. You know, the report was that this kid wanted to become a doctor. Oh. We are, we are doing such a huge disservice to our children if this thing keeps going the way it's going. That is what our concern is. It's not don't get the vaccine. You know, if you have to weigh your pros and cons. But for children, this is not an emergency. This is not FDA approved. It's under emergency youth authorization only. When you're looking at children, there's no emergency. They survive this 99.997% of the time. Well, real quick to wrap this up, uh, Dr. Dr. Farella. And again, you are a you're a medical doctor, you're a pediatrician. What do you say to parents who are going to come um, under and maybe already are under tremendous pressure from schools, sports teams, places like this about, oh, just vaccinate your child. Everybody else is. What do you what, what's your final message to them? Really, you, you need to sit back and think. I, I really believe that you need to be informed on the risk benefits. You know, informed consent is extremely important. You need to talk to your kids. If this is not something that you really in your heart feel is going to be a great benefit to your child and your family, resist. Resist. Don't do it. We can always wait. We can always do it later. Once once the safety data comes out, then sure. You know, if we see huge safety um, barriers in there and it looks fine, it looks great, then let's do it. But this, this vaccine did not go through all those um, hurdles. It just didn't, you know, it was pushed very fast. We're still in the experimental phase. I mean, if you look it up, our, these two vaccines, the Moderna and Pfizer trials do not end until 2022 and 2023. So we are the experiment. And it's really not a good idea for our kids to be the experiment because there's no emergency with them. I don't these think survival. I don't think people understand this. I, I've written extensively about how we do vaccine trials in other countries that don't have the regulations we do. I mean, they routinely kill people with these vaccine trials in other countries and then they get it straight. And these trials, as you know, doctor, go on for years before they can bring the vaccine here. I don't think parents understand how big of a deal this is. Correct. I mean, most pediatric trials go no less than five to eight years before even being allowed to go on the market. And that is after adult trials. 
So adult trials have to go through the five years, generally speaking, and then the ch- the childhood trials go eight to ten, somewhere five to five to ten years after that, and that's when that they get um, marketed to the to the pediatricians to start giving if there's a great benefit. You know, in this particular instance in COVID nineteen, the benefit is not there, not when you're looking at a nearly one hundred percent survivability. The risk is way too high already. It's already too high. We've Dr. lost too many young people. Dr. Angelina Farrell, I hate to I hate to cut you off. I've got to go. I am at a hard break right now. Thank you so much um, for fighting this fight in, in court on behalf of America's frontline doctors and uh, kids everywhere in the country. Thank you for listening to today's edition of the Battleground America podcast. Again, please share this with folks thinking about vaccinating kids, grandkids, nieces, nephews, your neighbors. Everybody needs to hear an alternative viewpoint. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 